0: Hey guys, I'm Mina.
1: Hey y'all, I'm Ashley.
0: And welcome back to Through the Cracks. We are coming back to you after a little bit of a... I guess emotional roller coaster the last couple of weeks and trying to figure out where we are in both of our heads and time and space and life and so on and you know I think Ashley and I have been talking a lot recently and came to the realization that the podcast has evolved quite a bit over the last couple of years since we started it and that's not a bad thing I think that evolution should happen it's normal it's natural and you know it evolves into things that maybe it should or shouldn't be at sometimes but that's part of the ebbs and flows of life you know and I think we realized that originally when we had started this in the very early episodes we were very honest. It was almost like just uh like an audio journal of the two of us kind of just hanging out and having conversations and and talking about life experiences and things so that you guys could kind of listen in and not feel alone in those same struggles that you could realize like, oh wow, like other people are also going through the same thing or having the same thoughts as me. And I think somewhere along the way, we kind of strayed away from that and kind of go went started going down a path of more um, like self-help and advice and research and more therapy-based, which is totally fine and all, but I think that we have started to feel a little disconnected from The subjects in which we're talking and so on because we're not really you know being honest with you guys about what exactly is going on in our lives and why we started this in the first place you know like because we're not the only ones dealing with the feelings that we're dealing with right now and so we kind of want to go back to that we already said this season that we're going to try to go back to our roots a little bit so here's us actually doing that (laughs) um so how about a life update you go first.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we get into my life update, um, I've been doing a lot of like, if y'all listened into to last week's episode, it's cliche for a reason. I've obviously been looking at a lot of quotes and stuff. Um, and one that popped up is actually the quote that Mina used in our very first episode. Um, it's by Brene Brown. And it's one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. And We kind of take that philosophy as like, it's not just what we overcame, but it's us actively going through it to help create our own survival guide for each other and for y'all and the reminder that we are not alone. Um, But getting into my life update, um, still in school, you know, (laughs) I have three more semesters left, including this one. Um, Just been having a lot of construction and stuff happening over here it has been uh hectic pretty chaotic um it's really nice actually my professor is at a conference in africa oh. this week yeah oh yeah so i have like a nice little added break to next week is my spring break so i didn't have class today i don't have class thursday it's actually been really great having the time to catch up on stuff like around here without feeling like I have to get everything done in two hours before I leave for class and going back and doing some more of my readings that like I kind of skimmed through to be completely honest with you and doing a deeper dive into those so it feels good to kind of be, reor- be wow, reorienting myself within it
0: yeah, I I feel that for sure. I um had, like, a really weird slam of work happen kind of, like, January, February, and now, like, the end of February and into, like, this week, it's been a little bit more chill, but it's about to get super crazy really quickly, and so the last couple of days, I've been Uh, my room definitely got to, like, a depression point, like, depression pit status. It was, it was pretty bad, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I had, like, not done laundry in probably three weeks because I've been so busy working, and also, like, when I wasn't working, I was just so exhausted, I just did not want to do anything. So, laundry was for sure not gonna happen. So, I finally got my shirt together and did my laundry. Still have to put it away. It's all still in the hamper clean, just needs to be folded. Um, So, yeah, very real life thing. And I know that we've all been there. We've all had those moments where we just maybe put things off like getting a haircut or cleaning a room or, you know, picking up all the water bottles and glasses and things and and like doing your laundry that's been around for freaking ever. Maybe unpacking from a trip you went on three weeks ago. I get it, it happens to the best of us, you know, everybody thinks that I'm super productive and on it all the time because I'm always on the go, but the thing is, like, my roommates can tell you, I for sure neglect self-care quite a bit, and, like, I let my room and, like, just my life, I haven't gone grocery shopping probably, actually, no, in the entire 2023 year, now three months, I've gone grocery shopping once, and I didn't even buy, like, real food, I think I bought, like, orange juice and eggs, And more confused by the fact that you were able to walk
1: into a grocery store and only buy the things on your list, which were orange juice and eggs. That's what I
0: mean, though. Like, I've been so not myself this whole year, pretty much. And, like, especially the last month or so, normally I would not be able to just stick to my list. I'd be like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. I think I want to cook this thing. But, like, I feel like I've completely lost my motivation for everything. Like, work life existence showering for god's sake like seriously i have to like convince myself to get up and take a fucking shower which is like sounds and feels so depressing you know but like we've been there everyone's been there at some point or another and it's real that's life so yeah everyone looks at like my instagram and all the things and they're like oh mina's doing all these amazing things and yeah i am traveling and essentially living the dream but Also, I'm not always good the way that people think that I am, you know? And I think that it's important to remember that about everyone in our lives. No matter how good they may seem, maybe they're not. You know, check on your friends. Check on your family. Ask, like, how are you really? People keep asking me that lately, and I don't know if it's because, like, I'm just very obviously not doing great or... What if it's an energy thing, I don't know. But people keep asking. They're like, "Oh, how are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm good." And they're like, "Okay, but how are you really?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, I'm okay." And they're like, "Okay, let's unpack that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like the number of trauma dumping and just like therapy sessions I feel like I've had with my friends in the last few days have been unreal. Almost everyone I've encountered, people that don't even know each other, I'm like, "Oh, hey guys," and they're like okay but are you okay and I'm like <laughs> I just said hello
1: I'll say this um in recent years you have been a lot more not like open a way that you walk in the road and you're like guess who's not doing well but, like your energy has been a lot more open to a wider variety of people and so I think because that has expanded you now have a wider variety of people who can read that and read that transition because it used to be a very select few of us that you'd walk in and you'd say hi with just a slightly different tone of voice and we'd be Mm, like what's wrong yeah i think i like and i think as you've opened up more more people are able to see and
0: yeah i think i've for sure become um more like I've always been really really good at masking my feelings for sure trauma response like childhood thing where I just like refused to or not even necessarily refused to didn't even attempt I mean didn't know how to process didn't wasn't given the time or didn't have the like luxury of being able to actually sit down and process the things that I was going through emotionally and physically and so on and so I just kind of like had no choice but to chug on like I was like survival you get the hell over it and you move on you like we're gonna put this away and we'll come back to it later because right now we don't have time to think about that or be emotional we have to survive so for sure my whole life has been like that and I think in the last year I have for the first time actually felt very secure and safe in like my life because I've been 100% independent and making every everything about my life now I've, like, completely made for myself. And it was always kind of that way before, but now even more so. And I think that now that I have 100% cultivated my own environment, I feel safer in expressing my feelings. Or, like, my like brain is no longer in fight or flight. And it's like, oh my god, remember those emotions from... 15 plus years ago that you never actually processed well here they are welcome so glad that you could be part of this experience with me (laughs) so
1: yeah exactly like those highs and lows are aggressive Mm -hmm. like they come in they come in hot especially when you are suppressing them for so long and like Mina and I were talking about this the other day and she used the like bundle of yarn kind of thing where like once Mm -hmm. you start pulling it it just continues to unravel
0: like (laughs) there's no going back yeah
1: yeah exactly i think that's where a lot of it has come from but now there's a lot more people to witness you doing Mm -hmm. that who can say oh she started pulling that string
0: i think i also for the first time when
1: you drop Mm -hmm. when you drop casual bits of information that like outside of those same select few like those select few of us would be like mina like let's actually talk about that well the people outside of that circle would be like haha so funny and now you have a lot more people that are actually in tune with that and going no that was a string you just yeah. pulled out let's
0: yeah we're watching I it all, I all for around. sure for the first time in my life actually have like a really solid group of like group of friends i've never really had a group of friends i've always been like the like kind of transient person that goes between all of the groups like is friends with everybody but no one at the same time (laughs) but I think for the first time I actually have like a core group of friends that are truly incredible and all very intuitive and in tune with life and like wise and they just like they just know you know like they just get it because they've been there you know like they understand they've been through it and so they they can tell pretty quickly when someone else is going through it the same way that I've always had that intuitive like I just know when someone's, like, going through it or having a hard day or something's going on because I know I've been there, you know? And so it's kind of nice, finally, for the first time in my life, really being around a whole bunch of people who, like, not only notice those things but care. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. There definitely is a distinct difference in... I mean, lots of people can notice and be like, oh, that's not my place or, like, I'm not touching Mm -hmm. that. And it's different to have a group of people that are able to notice and then care enough to say, you know what, this is my place. I'm going to ask the question a second yeah. time. I'm going to give you the opportunity to to unpack some of this or bare minimum tell me the truth that you're not right. okay.
0: That's so funny. On to today's topic. Um, so we've, you know, played around with a couple different ideas of what we we're going to talk about with you guys today. Because to be completely honest with you, I have been feeling very uninspired, and unmotivated in a lot of ways, as I just told you guys, kind of. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about. Inspiration, or the lack of it, the lack thereof. (laughs) And how (laughs) do you find it again? How do you cope with that? Especially for someone like me, who is a creative by profession, you know? How does one be a creative by profession and lack inspiration and motivation, (laughs) that is truly a (laughs) fatal combination, um, and if I'm being completely honest with you, I, I don't know, I haven't figured it out yet, um, I will let you know when I do, but, you know, in the meantime, I guess just explaining that feeling is very, it's been difficult, you know, I've been talking to one of my good friends who's an actor, um, today, and, like, we were discussing that exact thing, you know, like the, when you hit a level of burnout as a creative by profession, you have this very scary looming feeling of, fuck, like, this is not only my livelihood, but it's also my hobby, it's my passion, it's the thing that I love to do, it's the thing I do in my free time, and now I feel like I hate it, what the hell do you do with that feeling, you know, like, that's so scary to, like, sit and think, like, oh my god, like, if I'm not working, I'm not making money, you know, it's not like a nine-to-five where if you burn out, you can, like, continue to do, like, whatever the mundane task is that, like, somebody else assigns you for the most part, and, like, yeah, you hate it, but you can go home and leave work at home, but for us as creatives, you never really get to leave any of it behind, you don't just get to, like, okay, close my computer and be done for the weekend, like, it consumes your life in a way that most jobs don't. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard feeling to experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the closest that I can experience just with like the time frame is for a lot of my friends who like didn't do any college or go to college, like didn't understand that like once you leave class, you no longer have anything to do. Like it doesn't stop. I don't go to class, come home and be like, okay, like absolutely done for the day. Like there's so much outside of the time period that you'd be, like, clocked in that goes
0: into it. Homework and readings and discussion posts and all the things.
1: Yeah, and if you're not maintaining that level of motivation or of that inspiration, then it's easy to do what you need to do when you're in the moment. If you are at the wedding or if you are in the class, like, okay, I just need to get through this couple of hours whatever it is like just get through that it's once you get back into your environment and it is now completely in your hands that you have to take over that's where we rely on motivation and inspiration so much more than we actively consciously think about
0: yeah no for sure i don't think it's something that you really realize plays such a big role until it's gone you know like there i can very clearly remember times last year where i was absolutely like at a peak in my inspiration and and i felt so i mean inspired for lack of another word you know and like running across the street at new york fashion week taking photos and like doing all these things and the, like adrenaline and the rush and like everything was inspiring me to like oh i could take pictures of that oh i want to do it like this oh i want to you know like all of that stuff and then there was some point last year i think that when like you walk a very very thin line when you're a creative by profession because there's part of you that's like, yeah, this is play for me. This is fun for me. This is my hobby. And then there's part of you that's like, okay, but this also has to pay my bills. So, you know, it's it's hard because it's like when you're done when you work these ridiculously long shifts, you know, like actors know or like photographers, wedding photographers, you know, we have a wedding season, right? Where like for six to eight months, pretty much, we are going hardcore, like, I mean, 60 to 100 hour weeks, just depending on the person, and what you choose to take on, or really, like, what you feel like you have to take on, like, that is a lot of fucking hours to work, and it, seriously, I'm not exaggerating, I really do work, like, 80 plus hours a week, on average, and, that is insane if you think about that, that is twice as much as a full-time job, it literally consumes me, so then it's like, when I'm done, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I guess it's time for me to, like, relax and do something else, that is my hobby, so it's like, what the hell do I do now, you know, like, I mean, I guess I could read a book, but, like, okay, how many books am I gonna read, like, I mean, as somebody who's a creative, I need to- be stimulated you know like I need things to be more exciting than just like sitting in one place and reading a book because nine times out of a nine times out of (laughs) ten being a creative also comes with things like ADHD (laughs) so it's like really really hard I wasn't gonna be the one to say it you know um (laughs) so it's really hard because it's like well I don't want to touch a camera. I don't want to look at a computer. I don't want to do anything that has anything to do with fucking creativity. But also that is the only way that my brain functions is via creativity. So like what do I do? And then you just kind of slip into this like w- like what like depressing kind of existence of like well this kind of sucks like I wish I don't know. I wish some I have found myself sometimes saying like man I kind of wish I didn't choose to do my hobby for a full-time job and sometimes I'm so so grateful that I did choose to do my hobby for a full-time job because I mean I can't imagine doing anything else but there are sometimes when I really really miss just being able to create for the sake of creating because I like it and not just because I have to to make money you know and like actors feel the same way too I think there's like a um like the 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 feeling of like well I love what I do but also like in my free time like I want like uh Anna Kendrick did a um
1: oh yes um so Anna Kendrick did an interview it's on if you guys have never watched the YouTube talk show it's uh called hot ones they do interviews where they eat like progressively spicy wings, and they ask them questions. It's phenomenal. It's a great interview series. I watch it all the time. But Anna Kendrick did one where she talked about how she was a major film buff before going into acting, and how there was a time period to where like she really struggled to watch movies because she talked about how a bad movie is so much worse, and like there was a period where even good movies like weren't that great until she had to reconfigure the way that she watched a movie because of her. Profession. I mean, she's an actress. It's what she does. She's on set all day. She's on set all day. So she had to reevaluate okay, when I'm watching a movie, maybe I don't have that same immersive ability that I once did. So now she looks at it as look how great the lighting is. Look how great the sound is. Like it's a much more technical appreciation. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say this. It was something that I kind of inferred from the interview, though, is, like, she can never go back to that original enjoyment of film, though. She had to recreate the way that she enjoys it. I feel like I
0: could agree with that as a creative, for sure. The way that I used to enjoy creating, whether it was making movies or taking pictures or whatever, or painting even. You know, there was a while when I had an Etsy shop that was doing pretty well, and, like, after one Christmas rush, I think it was, it was so bad, it was, like, 2020, I think, the Christmas rush that I went through, that I literally have not picked up a paintbrush since, that is how much it stressed me out, like, that is how much it burnt me out, I literally have not touched paint in three years, like, really, it can, I feel like, burnout is serious no matter what your profession or, like, the thing you're burnt out from is, but I think that there's a different kind of aggression that comes with creative burnout because it really does feel like the end-all be-all for us you know like it kind of is the end-all be-all because again like with like normal nine to five business kind of burnout like career burnout you know you can close your computer go home for the weekend join a kickball team do something else you know be a fucking creative in your free time you know but for us It's not like we're doing math during the day and then going home and, like, exercising our creative brain. There's- I have not met a creative ever that was like, oh, I'm gonna go home and do math for fun. Like, the fuck? (laughs) So it's like, what does one do? (laughs) But what Anna Kendrick said, I think, really resonates with me and a couple of my friends too were talking about it because it is hard to enjoy those things and also- It's the kind of job that's, like, in every friend group, it's like, oh, will you take a picture of us? Sure, I'll take the picture of you. Whatever, because everyone's like, oh, you're the photographer, you'll take the best photo. But I'm like, this is my job. I don't want to ever take a photo ever again. Leave me alone. (laughs) Kind of, but not really. Like, depends on the day. But it's like, if you have an engineering friend, you're not going to fucking ask them to do engineering at a social gathering. But people are asking me to do my job at a social gathering
1: trying to reconnect with the creativity, do you find it hard to enjoy looking at art or things like that in the same way when you're going through this lack of
0: inspiration? Um. Yes and no. I think it depends on the day and the kind of art. I think that sometimes it's like It's more so just the the act of creating art that I really get tired of because it does take effort sometimes, you know? Like, sometimes it just comes freely, flowing, whatever, but if it's not coming freely and you have to force yourself to create for the sake of making money, that is really frustrating and then that's what kind of leads to the spiral of burnout because you're, like, forcing yourself to do something rather than allowing the inspiration to come naturally to you. When you're doing creative stuff or work, you're not necessarily going to be inspired by everything that you do. You're actually no. you're for sure not going to be inspired by everything you do. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes like if you push yourself too far, I think that like there are times when I become so apathetic and so like frustrated that I literally just want to like lay on the floor and stare at a blank white ceiling and think about nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, but then there are times that walking through an art gallery or seeing someone else's art really makes me like gives me life again you know kind of like reminds me of what is so beautiful about what I do and why I do it it just really depends
1: your friends that like are artists you know like the ones who do commission and and that kind of thing do they go through that same process of like the pressure that comes with it the same way that like you have Weddings, you have these things booked out a year in advance. So if you end up hitting a point to where your inspiration drops drastically a week before a wedding, you can't just like back out. Do they choose when to and not to
0: do commission pieces? I don't think that most of us really have the luxury of choosing when to or when not to because at the end of the day, it's like we have bills to pay and like most of us that are doing art full-time don't have another job that's, you know, giving us any kind of a regular income that we can continue to pay our bills with if we are feeling uninspired by art. Some people do because, like, it's hard to do art as a full-time profession, truly. Just not because it's hard to make money, but because it's hard to balance inspiration and motivation with being inspire, like, being a creative, like, it, it really is a hard thing, um, and, like, also, finding consistent work can be hard as, like, a commissioned painter, I would say, less so for photography, there's so many, like, photo and video jobs out there that it's definitely not hard to find them, but uh, painting, I feel like, can be a little bit harder, and, I mean, I can't speak for my friends, but I know, like, I have heard plenty of people who are, like, commissioned painters say that um, they have taken longer on a painting or felt you know stuck or uninspired by something at some point which did definitely make it harder for them to move forward with a commission but um I guess like you have to have multiple avenues of income when you are creative because you know if for whatever reason you're feeling uninspired, you gotta have something else you can do. Like, I have a friend who's a commissioned painter, but she also makes jewelry, and the jewelry is a more routine kind of a thing that she can, like, do a resin pour and so on and, like, sell those even when she's not necessarily feeling inspired enough to, like, dream up something to paint, you know? So, I think most artists are pretty ingenuitive and, like, find, many sources of income or many sources, many mediums of art to practice in order to sustain a financial, you know, stability. Mm
1: -hmm. Outside of the financial stability for you, like when you're starting to feel uninspired, is that when you try like switching up the camera, switching up the medium, is that kind of the process that you start with or is it more so full send switch from Weddings to a different form of photography completely.
0: Well, because of the way that like contracting works, I don't necessarily have the luxury to just be like, Peace out, I'm never doing a wedding again. (laughs) Because, like you said, I have like weddings contracted a year out. You know, I have weddings in 2024 already contracted out, which is a really long way away, you know? So, like, if I decide somewhere between now and then that I don't want to ever do a wedding again, I would still have to fulfill at least those. I could stop myself from getting any more bookings, but um I think it's definitely more so just like a I it ends up me take ends up being me taking on more work because for example I've been one of my A a really close group of friends of mine, they're in a band, right? Really awesome band, love them to death. And I've been doing all of their like branding photos and like videos for like their new song releases and everything like that. And it's been like a passion project for me, but I'm doing that on top of my normal workload. So it's like I'm still working and it's just a different shift in like the kind of creativity I'm using. Um, and it's definitely helping me feel a little bit less drained while, but it's kind of ironic because I'm, I'm working more, but I'm doing different kinds of work, you know, like, I also take on every now and then, like, sports jobs and, like, other things, um, just to, like, keep my eyes fresh and keep me, you know, moving because if I'm constantly doing the same thing over and over and over then I feel incredibly stuck and incredibly uninspired you know because like like I was saying to you earlier you know like while it may be my 457th wedding it's their only wedding you know and like while I pretty much take the same kind of portraits at every wedding it's just different people in different venue it still feels like the same thing to me it's very routine and I think that most creatives have, like, an avenue of art that kind of feels like a 9 to 5 to them. Like, it becomes a more, like, mundane task that they can just, like, do in their sleep. Um, and, like, it's a weird thing, you know? Like, the more you do it, the more that, like, you can slip into that. But then you have you walk a very fine line because you don't want to fall too far down that, like, line and then stop being inventive and stop doing new things and stop like growing as an artist and like pushing the boundaries of like what it means to be an artist and in creating but you also don't want to like push yourself so hard that you hate everything that you do because you're experimenting with so many things and like it's just not working out you know yeah do you have
1: any advice you said that this passion project is at least helping obviously it hasn't cured anything but do you have any advice on finding a good
0: passion project um I don't know I think just like try things you never know you really never like even being on social media sometimes can be inspiring in a way like seeing how other creatives are creating or seeing how other people like other avenues that people are studying and whatever, like, you know, even if it's not a creative thing, like, if it's, like, say you're, like, in law school and you're starting to feel super burnt out, like, what other kinds of law are there that you could research or look into or whatever to see if that, like, sparks something in your brain, you know? Maybe just read about it, research, like, ask your friends that are in similar fields, like, oh, like, what have you been reading lately, you know? What have you been looking at, you know? Just to, like, see if there's anything that's like oh actually that's that's kind of interesting hmm. you know and like for a lot of creatives that I know and like for me it's like every job that I've gotten outside of my general wedding gig is that uh, is, is stuff that I've just kind of like fallen into by chance you know your sporting events and that kind of stuff like
1: even though it's outside of your typical wedding it's still stuff that you're getting paid for does that make a difference in how inspired you are by it like when you do the things for free is it more inspiring because you have more creative freedom in it or is it equal whether you get paid or not
0: that's actually a really interesting question because um a friend of mine that writes music for like lab- labels right, music labels was telling me the other day that a friend of theirs was like making beats for the label and so on and like they used to make the beats for free and then they started charging because they're like hey actually like my beats are really good and like I feel like I deserve to be paid for the work that I'm putting into this which they do and when they started charging they weren't charging that much but they started charging and people started like complaining and and uh, being super picky about things and whatever which then became like a whole hassle for them which became a whole headache and everything i think when people are paying me to make them art it's funny because (laughs) even though they are typically not an artist they have a lot of opinions about how the art should be made and it's like okay i understand but also i'm not telling you how to sell insurance so don't tell me how to make art (laughs) thanks this is my profession you know um, <laughs> but when you're doing things for pre- for free, nine times out of ten, people are so, like, gracious and, like, oh, thank you so much for the favor, and so you have a lot of creative freedom, and, like, I, very specifically, there are some things that I refuse to accept payment for, because I'm, like, I want this to keep being fun. I want this to keep being something that I enjoy, not something that feels like work, because while I'm technically doing what I do for a living, it doesn't feel like work because I'm not being paid for it so yeah there are some things that like I won't do for free just because of how much work and how grueling it can be on on me but there are some things that I literally will not accept payment for because I'm like no I, I need this to be a fun thing for me <laughs> yeah
1: I, I saw something on TikTok recently here we go here's our TikTok reference uh, for the course. episode <laughs> um it was a makeup artist who was talking about this like horrible experience she had with a client um but she was talking about how she very openly has a specific style it is what she shows on her instagram it's how she advertises that this is the style of makeup that she does and the person who hired her was like yeah i love your style she did the style and they immediately complained because like she used blush and they wanted no blush and she was like babe you picked the wrong person Like, have you had those kinds of experiences where people have complained and you're like, why did you hire me? Hell
0: yeah, of course. I mean, less so now, but for sure when I was first starting out, people would like, (laughs) people would like hire me and I'm, I've experienced less of this, but I have a lot of friends that have experienced a lot of this where like people would hire me and then they'd get the photos back and they'd be like, oh, well, I just, I really thought that they were going to be brighter. And I'm like, well, uh, as you can see from my website, my Instagram, and every single gallery that I shared with you, I am not a light, bright, and airy photographer, and I definitely advertise advertise myself as a more like dynamic and like moody journalistic vibe, um, definitely warm, moody tones, always have been, always will be, well, not always will be, who knows how I'll, I'll evolve, but always have been, um. If you wanted a light, bright, and airy photographer, you should have hired a light, bright, and airy photographer. And so, whenever I do my intake um, meetings with clients now, whenever I get an inquiry, I do an intake meeting and basically explain like the styles of photography. And I'm always like, "Look, if I am not the style that you want, that is fine. Just." tell me that and we can move on. I want you to pick someone that fully fits you and your vibe and what you're looking for and your energy. I don't want you, like, I'm not going to try to fit myself into a mold that you have in your head just because you think that I fit your budget or whatever the situation is. Like, it's a friend referral, whatever, whatever it is. My feelings won't be hurt. I want you to pick someone who fully fits you and it should go that way when you're hiring any professional, really, whether it's a lawyer, or an artist, or, you know, someone writing your music, or whatever, whatever, therapist, even, like, you want to pick somebody whose approach is, you know, somewhat in line, if not fully in line, with what you have in, in your mind, you know, rather than trying to just pick any random person and make them fit into your mold, and that goes for anything in life, really, not just, like, hiring a professional, that's also, like, your friends, and, like, dating you know have you found
1: that by being able to stick with this specific style that you've curated over the years has helped your inspiration last longer or does it feel like because you don't switch styles it goes
0: away sooner honestly I don't know I don't think I have an answer to that question <laughs> um yeah I don't I don't know I don't I think that staying with one kind of style for sure helps you cultivate and master it you know to be like the best at that um and then at some point if you start to feel uninspired by it then by all means change the way that you do things you know I've done that plenty of times uh changing the way that I edit photos changing the way that I take portraits all the things like that because I've evolved as an artist and so on the same way that you like evolve as you know a therapist with the more cases you see and the more you start to understand about people and um about specific patterns in behavior and so on Mm -hmm. do you think that uh now that i've
1: asked the question you're gonna go take some photos of friends and attempt to do the light bright and airy or is that just completely off the table
0: I would never. Light, bright, and (laughs) airy is something that I don't think I will ever do. Like, bright and realistic, yes. If, like, the scene was bright, the photo will be bright, period. But if the scene is dark, the photo is going to be dark. I feel like that's been my style lately is just as close to natural as possible. Because it makes for a more nostalgic Mm -hmm. feeling. I don't know. When
1: when you started doing film, was that a reach for new inspiration or is that something that you had been wanting to incorporate into your practice for a film while?
0: photography or film, like, movies? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, that was a reach for inspiration, for sure. Um, film photography is something for me that keeps me inspired, for sure, because getting photos back from, like, the developer is, like, Christmas morning every single time. It's never been, like, no matter how apathetic I am with everything else in life, that's probably one of the only things that still gets me excited when I get, like, an email from my developer, and it's like, oh, my photos are in, I can't wait to look at them, ah! Like, that is always an exciting feeling, no matter what. Um, and for sure, a sure way to cheer me up, no matter what. <laughs> uh, for film <laughs> movies, though, it was definitely also an inspiration reach. I think that was actually one of my first, like, serious dives into the creative career thing. I think that, like, working in film gave me the confidence and the, like, reassuredness that I can and should do this, like, pursue a creative career. Um, So, I always ask people, um, what was your moment when you... You just knew, like, this is the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life, period. Or at least for the time being. (laughs) Like, I feel like most people have a moment, you know? No matter what your profession is, whether it's a creative career or not, I think. I know I've for sure had a moment, or a few even. And everyone I've talked to has also had a moment, or a few. What What was your moment? My moment? Um, I was in
1: high school and one of our friends' moms uh I was talking to her daughter about something that she was going through and really stressed about and her mom overheard and she walks up to me and she goes, "You would be an amazing life coach. Like I truly think that you could inspire so many people with the way that you talk and connect to them." and this was right after I had first like looked into psychology and been like that's not a career yes it is (laughs) like it is this was 15 year old me 14 year old me talking right cut her some slack but that was that was my moment to where I was like wow like I mean I'm, I'm just talking to my friend like I'm just doing something that comes naturally to me listening to her and not even offering advice just like trying to to be there to let her figure it out on her own and to have somebody just kind of peer from the outside and say this is what you should do with your life really like affirmed within me like yeah this is something I'd been looking into and just wasn't sure I
0: could do I love that somehow I have never heard that story I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about your inspiration but that I've never heard yeah, that was, um, that was
1: my moment. Mm. You know, I've talked a lot about what led up to that and, you know, everything with my family. And, like, being the therapist friend or just, like, the person who's always listening in the corner had always been, like, just a part of my personality, part of the, the way that I defined myself, you know, or at least viewed myself. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of at the point in time where, like, You know you take the uh we've talked about those placement tests Mm -hmm. like in middle and high school that we think are incredibly dumb um and that was time where like you get into high school and everybody's like all right immediately like what are you doing after high school and i didn't didn't have a hand an answer for a hot minute because this is right after i was like yeah i don't want to be a veterinarian i don't want to cut things open (laughs) that i would cry every single time (laughs) like that's problematic not gonna be doing that anymore
0: yeah that's pretty funny yeah see that's what I mean. Everyone has a moment. I think everyone listening to can just sit and contemplate you know whatever what's the first thing that comes to mind when when you think of your moment? It's kind of like the that movie soul like finding your your spark oh or whatever gosh. it's like that I you know that it's like the thing that sets your soul on fire, the thing that gives you motivation to live. want to wake up in the morning when you find that thing the thing that inspires you so much that you are so excited to like jump out of bed in the morning and go do the damn thing that's how you know you found your thing and I think the hard thing about losing my inspiration in the creativity world every now and then is like it is the thing that motivates me to get out of bed. It is the thing that motivates me to work 80 to 100-hour weeks. I mean, obviously, I have to fucking like what I do to be doing that, you know? I think for me, my moment was, um... I was in college. I was studying psychology. I had just, like, switched from a business major. And I was working in the athletic department, taking photos. But I never really took it seriously, I feel like. Um... And like there's a few things that led up to it, but there was this one specific day I had just happened to get a job as a production assistant on a um film set for like a, a pretty big name commercial and I was like, Okay, yeah, this is kinda cool, whatever, you know, like rose colored glasses for sure. Uh it was a fifteen hour long set day. I got there at six o'clock in the morning. It was a two it was two hour drive to the thing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you for just a minute. For anybody that doesn't know Mina.
1: Intimately, personally. By now. She doesn't do no, mornings.
0: No. I do not. Ever.
1: I quite literally would pull her out of bed in high school. Literally. So, for this story, I need you to understand how much of a feat this was.
0: <laughs> right. For me to arrive Go at on. a set. At 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, really earlier than that. 5.30. Because you have to be early. Uh, and it was a two-hour drive. Yeah. I was up at like. Two thirty in the fucking morning that is like that is ungodly, that is like really actually insane. <laughs> um and she
1: had actually gone to bed at like nine p m which was also insane. also insane,
0: so I had never worked on a set before, but I was really excited to try it. you know, I was like, oh, this is really cool, you know, like movies or whatever, so I go. And I'm doing grunt work, you know, it's my first PA job ever. I'm like picking up lunch for the crew, picking up coffee for the crew, like moving props around and moving lights around and like heavy carrying things and whatever. It was like very mundane shit, you know, like it was nothing creative, nothing interesting. And somehow I left that 15 hour long day and on my two hour drive home, I was sitting in traffic and thinking, I want to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) I want to be in that environment doing this thing for the rest of my life. And it's not that it was a glamorous thing or a glamorous day. I mean, um, you know, like the experience was really cool. And like, I was working with a celebrity and the whole, you know, whatever. And like being 18, that's cool as hell. But (laughs) I just very distinctly remember having that moment and like after that I think I just really started taking it seriously to the point that I stopped taking college seriously like I never really I feel like I never really wanted to go to college but now I really didn't want to go to college like I fought it (laughs) tooth and nail I literally would have like panic attacks going into school because I knew that that's not where I wanted to be nor where I needed to be and then eventually I had like my boss at life like in the athletics department was saying to me one day when I was talking about how I was like feeling uninspired and feeling like I wasn't where I needed to be he was like Mina why don't you just do photography like you love it you're good at it like it makes sense just do that and I was like well I don't think I can and he was like well why not he was the first person I think that really just said that to me like well why not every single other person I talked to about it gave me a million reasons why it wouldn't work And he was the first one that challenged well why wouldn't it you know (laughs) think about it like that and so then i started like working more full-time i was working three jobs and doing college full-time at this time and it was brutal but at some point you know i got sick whatever i had to like take the semester off of school and then it just clicked for me i was like holy shit, what am i doing he was right I just need to do this because clearly this is the thing like I want to get out of bed in the mor, like in the morning which is really saying something for me to do <laughs> this so it's hard because I know that that is my thing it is like you know a big part of my spark in life so like that's why it's such a scary feeling for me I think when it's not like I don't know I've I've heard some friends explain picking a major picking a career just like opening a catalog and being like yeah that one's not too bad I'm good at this why not but not really feeling inspired by it and it's not that way for me you know like I have it's always been like a passion like my my job is my passion truly so to turn your passion into a job and then have that weight and then, like, lose your love for it is a really terrifying thing, because there's really nothing else in the world that I could possibly ever imagine loving and enjoying as much as I do this. So, that's why it's, like, such, like, a, like, a existential scary kind of feeling to me, and I will let you guys know when I figure out how to get over this hump, but (laughs) that's where (laughs) I'm at currently.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about a week, two ago, about, like, the ways that we define ourselves. And you have, to myself and to a lot of other people, defined yourself as a creative. Do you think that the inspiration and the the loss of self that you're feeling kind of go hand in hand as if one can be worked on, the other would follow?
0: Maybe. Because I think that... A lot of who I am is a creative and I think that it's different from like you know I don't I don't know I can't tell you tell me is it a bad thing that I like a lot of my personality is also my job the same way that it's like when people are like in the military and it becomes their personality too you're like really really (laughs) it's your job not your personality get a personality (laughs) is it the same thing
1: um I mean for me for me personally, you know, I've talked about it several times. I believe there's a difference in your career and your vocation. You can have a career in anything, but it's your vocation if it is truly that thing that inspires you, that in your case, you know, sets your soul on fire. As somebody whose soul is on fire every day with anxiety, my experience is less something that set your soul on fire and something that sets your soul at peace. Um, so there's, you know, the two different viewpoints there. But that's where I feel like if it is if it's your career and you're making it your personality, I feel like there's a force mm-hmm. there. You are forcing yourself to make the career part of your personality. I believe that when you are following your vocation, you are taking a part of yourself and combining it with the thing that is paying you, basically. And I don't think there's a way to... separate them so I wouldn't say that it's a bad thing that they are connected but the same way that everything in moderation
0: well then to answer your question yes I think that my loss of self has a direct correlation with my loss of inspiration and my loss of creativity because as a creative by profession (laughs) by vocation if you will (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, I, a lot of who I am as a person, just the way that I see life, you know, like, have you, I feel like I've referenced this TikTok before, but the TikTok where the girl talks about, like, have you ever really looked at your dog? Like, I mean, like, really looked at your dog not stare at them but looked at them like analyzed every last detail and fine hair and like the glare in their eyes and the way that like the like the way that their corneas like are shaped and every last detail wrong person to ask i've asked people who are not like creative by profession or really creative in general that question and they're like well no <laughs> I mean like yeah I've looked at my cat and I'm like yeah but have you really looked at your cat and they're like I guess not no <laughs> I asked my roommate that once and she was like what the fuck you know no and I'm like dude I've looked at your dog like that <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's just a different way that we see and experience life you know and I think that as a creative that's why like it is such an all-consuming kind of career or lifestyle, I guess, because we almost look at everything like that, you know, like, there's a plant sitting in front of me, and, like, I could probably draw this plant exactly from memory because of how much I have very intensely stared at this plant, (laughs) and, like, yeah. I mean, with my dogs, it
1: was a very, like, conscious, thought process where i was like okay i'm not going to see them for an extended period of time let me sit down and memorize everything about Mm. them like it it was not like a casual thing the way that you do like whenever we just go outside and all of a sudden you're like look at the way that that specific tree goes from this color to this shade to that shade to this shade but it has this branch over here and I'm just like that's a tree <laughs> okay it's pretty tree yes,
0: exactly exactly so maybe the dogs <laughs> is a bad example but yes or like the way that I'm like oh wait I like the way that the shadow is on this wall let me stop and take a picture of this you know and like people are always like oh my god Mina like I love your photos like you just notice so many cool things I'm like Because I'm a creative, that's just the way I see life. And I've started to notice now that I actually have creative friends. It's like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not the only one that looks at life like that? That's so crazy. I, like, never realized, I guess. Because I've always been around STEM people. I've always gone to STEM schools. So, yeah. (laughs) I forgot what the question was. (laughs) Me too. I liked where it went. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. It's like...
1: (laughs) Oh, the question was, does it feel like the loss of self and the loss of inspiration are connected and if one were to improve, the other would?
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope that, like, because, like, usually the way that we create is for sure attached to the way that we are as people, you know, our personalities and so on for sure play into, like, what we just notice about life naturally plays into what we capture about it. Um, how we interpret it, how we, pre- like, portray it in our art, so I think there's a lot of self-identity that happens, there a lot of self-expression that happens in creation, and that's, like, they say that, well, you can look at a painting and you can feel what an artist was feeling when they made it, you know, because of the way that the, brush strokes move and the way or like listen to music and you can feel the way that an artist was feeling like b minor versus b major like notes kind of a thing you know like one is very sad and one is very upbeat um and like a musician knows that they can like listen or like really anyone can kind of listen and be like this has a more sad tone this has a more upbeat tone kind of a thing same thing goes for like what we choose to photograph what we choose to paint What we like, anything like that, you know, what you you choose to dwell on is typically what you are conveying in your writing, in your painting, in your photos, and any kind of creation, really. So yeah, I'd I'd really hope so that the uh, improvement of my general mental state would be the improvement of my inspiration in my vocation as well.
1: Looking at it from that lens do you have more advice or more experience in trying to, uh, I'm trying to remember the wording that we used a couple weeks ago, Um, but in trying to reconnect with yourself, do you have more experience or background or advice for that than you do in trying to find inspiration? Is one easier than the other? Or would you say that they're equally as difficult and require different
0: things i think they require different things but i think that my advice now having gone through this episode which feels more like a therapy session but i'm not upset about it (laughs) um i think my advice practice makes perfect you're not wrong (laughs) my advice would be to just ride the wave Yeah, and just ride the wave and, like, go through the ebbs and flows, you know? Like, if you're at a point of feeling uninspired, just allow yourself to be uninspired for a minute. You don't have to always be doing something. You don't always have to be inspired because I think it works the same way as when, you know, in in life in general. Like, when you're in your lows, you're more grateful for your highs, usually. Like, yeah, the lows make you more grateful for the highs. And I think it's the same thing with inspiration and lack thereof. You know, like when you are feeling uninspired, I think it makes, at least for me, more grateful for all the moments where I have been super inspired and it makes me want to strive for that. It makes me want to get back there. And I think that it's just more of a game with yourself of like trying to not allow yourself to beat up on on the process and rush the process and like be mean to yourself of like come on like why are you being like why are you not inspired why are you not making good art like blah 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 because there are some things that I look back at from a year ago that I created I'm like oh my god I love that that's amazing but at the time I was like I hate this this is the worst because we're our own biggest critic obviously but yeah I think just ride the wave If I can
1: give one piece of advice, you know, the most that I connect to this is in that feeling of apathy, um, which I experience quite frequently, to be honest. And the best piece of advice that I can give is to the best of your ability, start your journaling now, because as you start to come out of it and you start to notice the things that inspire you or make you start to feel like yourself again, it's a nice place to start for the next time that this happens because burnout's a thing that happens to everybody. And it does not mean that these things that are helping are going to become a miracle for the next time, but it becomes a good place to start. And for me, journaling is like the hardest part because trying to put not feeling anything into words I was, is so hard. I was hard. just going to
0: say that I was just going to say, like, I'm a big fan of journaling, but. I know something that I for sure struggled with especially recently is like what the hell am I supposed to write when I feel literally nothing? <laughs> you know what I write? Nothing.
1: Emotions 0 out of 10. Just two two or three words, like the bare minimum that I can put down on a page. That's what I'm doing, just to have done it. And then you start to notice when you write two sentences and then a third sentence then a fourth sentence. And the first time that you hit some kind of peak, whether that's a high or a low, and, like, you accidentally write, like, a paragraph, you're like, hold up, that's an emotion. Hi there, buddy. <laughs> Good to see you again. Like, that's, that's my best piece of advice because that is kind of how I've started, like, noticing the things that help with, like, definitely not my seasonal depression, like, but my minor depressive episodes that happen throughout the year – That's when I start to be able to go, Okay, hi, like we're we're getting close to that. That's a low like we can do X, Y, Z. And it's like go to my favorite restaurant, like real, real little things that just give me some feeling of emotion. It's not a huge peak of joy, but it's a little happy, Mm -hmm. a little smiley face, just something as simple as that. Well, I think that's a great place to end this episode, Mina. Thank you so much for being so open and sharing with us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being bringing up that sorority interviewer in there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you are experiencing burnout, if you're experiencing lack of motivation, if you're experiencing lack of inspiration, you know, feel free to DM us. We hope this helps helps you feel not so alone. Remember, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is situational. If it is something that you're feeling incredibly serious, please reach out. Find someone or a professional to speak to. No. Until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Mina. And remember to make good choices.